I'm Dr. Morcise J. Beasley, Superintendent of Clayton County Public Schools. You're listening to Be Inspired with Beasley, a podcast aimed to inspire and lift our community with actions that add value to the lives of our students here in Clayton County. Well, hello, everyone. I am Dr. Morcise J. Beasley. Welcome to Be Inspired with Beasley. It's our way here in Clayton County to keep our community informed, keep you inspired, and to ensure that you have the opportunity to know exactly what's going on in our school system. I have a phenomenal panel of individuals today that will be sharing with us as we celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month. I am excited. Do you know in our county, 20% of our student population is considered Hispanic or Latino? Latino. And so we here in Clayton County, it's really not just a day or a month. It's really an everyday occurrence. I meet with our international community throughout the year. They're very engaged. Not only are they focused on ensuring that our children are learning at high levels, but many of our parents also taking advantage of the opportunities that exist in our school system to learn English, uh, other skills, computer skills, etc., as they support their students. Uh, so we're excited today to have with us um, three individuals that are instrumental to the work that we do here in Clayton County Community uh, Public Schools. First, I'd like to introduce Dr. Sandra Nunez. She is our Deputy Superintendent for Student Support Services. She leads all things student support, whether it's counseling or uh, the psychologist or social workers, et cetera, International Center. Dr. Nunez is the lead for that division. Next, we have our social studies coordinator, which is Ms. Regina Wallace. Anything social studies, I can assure you she has her hand somewhere in it. And so we're excited to have Miss Regina Wallace. And then we have a lady that I see all the time at all the events who is one of our translators when I go over to the International Center. Just a smiling face, an informed face, someone that helps us to bridge the gap, if you will, between our school system and our international community. We have Ms. Luz Rodriguez Diaz. I think I said it right, Ms. Diaz. So I just call her Ms. Diaz just to uh, uh, keep it simple. But I can assure you that today we're going to be informed. Again, as a reminder, uh, it's Hispanic Heritage, Heritage Month. We're celebrating uh, in so many ways the contributions that our brothers and sisters who are considered Hispanic, they make not only to our country, our community, but to our world, to our world in the areas of uh, the intellectual endeavors, art, science, math, whatever, you name it. Uh, clearly, clearly, in the Western world, it, in my opinion, the Hispanic in, uh impact and the influence it is everywhere and so we're so glad to be uh, celebrating Hispanic Heritage Month today and so today we want to give you an opportunity to get informed to take some action 
to be engaged and to be a part of the solution, right? That's right. And not a part of the problem. So let's begin by first uh, sharing. Uh, before we even get into the Hispanic Heritage Month, I want to hear about our international community here in Clayton County. So between Dr. Nunez and Ms. Diaz, tell us a bit more about our international community right here in Clayton County, specifically our Latino, Hispanic, Latina, uh, if I'm using the correct terms, because I always want to use the correct terms, uh, community right here in Clayton County, because they are 20% of our student enrollment right here in Clayton right. County. So Dr. Nunes, introduce yourself, uh, and then uh, please share with us so we can get a good idea of a very important segment component of our family here in Clayton County. Well, the first thing that I would like to say is thank you, Dr. Beasley, for inviting me to, um, to speak at your podcast. I always hear it, and it's so inspirational, and uh, it is my honor to be here this morning. And I am going to, I'm going to let Ms. Diaz, and, and, and you asked me to introduce myself, and I am Sandra Nunez, and I am the Deputy Superintendent for Student Support Services. Um, and I am just very proud uh, to, to serve as a leader um, in, in this district. And uh, to be a Hispanic woman serving as a leader in this district. And I'm very proud to, uh, to be here, very proud to work with you on the team. Uh, it's, um, it is an honor. And I am going to ask Ms. Diaz to talk about the inter, because that's our everyday. She, she works, that's our everyday. So uh, please, Ms. Diaz, I'm going to let you talk to our community about uh, our Hispanic community in Clayton County. Ms. Diaz, before you do that, I should acknowledge that Dr. Nunez is one of the very few uh, Hispanic women in leadership in mm -hmm. K-12 in this state mm -hmm. at this level in school districts. Mm -hmm. And so when Dr. Nunez represents, she represents not just uh, those who are here in Clayton County, but she represents Hispanics all over the state. And we're so pleased um, and proud of the work that she's doing uh, to lead and to honestly ensure that all of our students are getting the support that they deserve and that they need in order to learn and perform at high levels. So Dr. Nunez, I just want you to know we're so proud and honored that you're on our team right here in Clayton County. And while I know that's a mantle to carry, you understand because you work as I do throughout the state and you know that uh, oftentimes uh, there are minimal voices and minimal uh, individuals that represent as you are representing. And we want you to know that we're proud to have that right here in Clayton County. And you do represent us everywhere we go in this state and around this nation. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Ms. Diaz. Thank you, Dr. Beasley. Thank you, Dr. Nunez. Thank you, Ms. Wallace, for allowing me to be part of this podcast. It is a blessing. It is a great opportunity of which I am very appreciative. Like Dr. Beasley mentioned before, this is an everyday thing. We celebrate, we recognize um, the achievements and contributions of many. Um, myself, I'm born from New York. My parents are from Puerto Rico. So clearly I have from them um, the thrive, um, 
the faith, the push to continue moving forward. It's been 21 years and a half working for the school system, Clayton wow. County, of which I'm proud. I have been working as a bilingual community liaison at the same department, same position. Why? Because I have a passion. I have a passion for um, the community. I have a passion for um, Clayton County Public Schools' effort to always um, um, continue finding ways where we can um, provide excellent service to our students, our staff, our parents, and the community itself. So at the International Center, um, clearly the International Center is part of the ESOL department program. ESOL, we use acronyms, but that is um, English to speakers of other languages. And under that department, our ESOL teachers, they lead and participate at all school levels, every district-wide event. So not only they teach our students, but they also make sure that everybody is familiar of our diverse population. I mean, we have the Hispanic Heritage Month, we have the Black History Month, we have so many celebrations. But one thing we have in common, we have a diverse population and we make sure that everybody is well recognized. Recognize their contributions, their achievements. And I was looking back in history and I say, wow, it was, it was in 1968 mm -hmm. when it was the Heritage Week. It wasn't mm -hmm. a week. Yep. And it wasn't until 1988 mm -hmm. when it was enacted into law to be a 30-day celebration. So that is something that our students, our parents get so excited, excited about recognizing um, their accomplishments, recognizing, and not recognizing their contributions, most, but most importantly, um, helping our students to be inspired to achieve success. That's what we want. We want on a daily basis for students to be inspired for every day and everything that we do. Sometimes we think that little things don't matter, but they sure do. They can come back and ask you a question. Give them a warm smile, a warm welcome. And our parents are so encouraged at the International Center because they are so happy to even know that we offer ESL parent classes. They're calling constantly, when are we coming back to school? <laughs> even virtually last year, we had a lot of people that came virtually and participated in these classes. Of course, many of them like face-to-face -face because we like to be able to share and to use the visual and all the things that we normally do, our body language, um, that's very unique in our culture. Um, but the parents are excited. Our staff is always, you know, like Dr. Neil normally says, let's make it happen. Let's bring something. And once it's put at the table, we just begin to roll in a sense of making it um, easy for the parents to navigate in our school system, helping them um, learn the language, helping them get more involved and support their children. And our role as interpreters and translators is as parents support their children and attend events, we are there to support our parents with the language. Not only the language in interpreting services, but also we translate documents in their own language. That's one of the things that they get excited when they receive information in their language because it makes it much easier for them to get involved and participate more often in their child's education. I like to talk. No, that's great. And so, so Ms. Diaz, it's so important that they understand that you help with interpretation, translation services, so our parents can support 
our children, right? That's correct. And it makes it a lot easier when they understand, and I, I love the point that you made, when they can read things in their own language, it makes it a lot easier for them to get engaged. Are you, in your role, are you um, pleased with the level of support and opportunities that we have for our parents uh, in the international community to get engaged? Absolutely. Okay. That's the reason why I'm still here. Right. <laughs> because if I don't have no passion, I need to move on. Okay. If there, I call it every year that I come back, it's a new year, it's like a new job. Because there's so many things to do for our community and our students. Yeah. And not only what we do, but it's collaboration district-wide. I mean, it's not a one-man job. It's united in one accord to do what we're supposed to do. We're just part of the puzzle. So being there and supporting our parents, supporting our students, is something that they dearly appreciate and they're grateful and they would come and tell you. Sometimes they leave our county and they come back because they miss our services. Oh, I w but I came back. Because here, you know, I can call over the phone and have a three-way call. I can call and ask for any information, and if we have it available, we share it. If not, we go ask the proper departments and get the information for them. So we help them navigate. We are a bank of information that each day continues to grow in a way to continue to provide a service of excellence. Well, I'll tell you this. Uh, whenever they want to, to share with their superintendent what's on their mind, <laughs> They know to just they let do. Dr. Normil know we need Dr. Beasley <laughs> here, right. and Dr. Nunez will and tell you. And they show up, right? They, they show up, up, and they know I'll and show up. <laughs> and so I, I love the relationship that we have with yes. our international community. I, I love them. I love uh, the, our children and the children that they send to us. I love the culture, and we just appreciate you know, we appreciate them. I think we're all better people because we've been informed and we've been able to participate with so many different cultures, which in my opinion is just a blessing to be mm -hmm. able to, 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 to know a, a Dr. Nunez and to have conversations with her and her to know a Dr. Beasley and yes. from my experiences and, and my perspective and to know a Ms. Diaz and it's, it just makes me a, a more well-rounded, more informed, more intelligent more uh, astute individual uh, when it comes to that. So I'm going to get ready to uh, pitch it over to Miss Regina Wallace. Miss <laughs> Wallace, I tell you what, I just need to carry Miss Wallace around with me. I know. I go, I know. Because Miss Wallace has the area that I think has probably been more engaged, especially over the last few years. Yeah. Uh, not to say the other content areas are not engaged, but Miss Wallace's area really gets the entire community. I think your content is very, it, it's tied to our emotions. Right. Uh, it's right. tied to our civic engagement. Yes. It's tied to who we are as, as people, who we are as a community, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So you're in an area that, you know, if there's a controversy, it's the social <laughs> studies. That's right. So Ms. Wallace, and I know you celebrate all the various cultures in our district throughout the school year, yes. but today, this month, we're focused on Hispanic Heritage Month. Yes. Tell us what that is and give us a good idea as to what we're doing in our school system to make sure that it's not just a month right. or a week, but it's an everyday celebration right. throughout well, our school system. 
Well, I want to piggyback kind of on what you just spoke about being um, just knowing this information, how it makes you just a more well-rounded person and just, you know, has opened your eyes up to different opportunities and just different knowledge. And that's what we want for our students. We want them to um, experience that same holistic approach to learning. And so when we look at our social study standards, which is where they would get information about Hispanic heritage, you'll notice that... Um, like some of the other minority groups, there's not very much there. Um, they learn about Cesar Chavez, and they learn about a couple of revolutions in sixth grade, and that's the totality of what they get as far as Hispanic heritage. So how do we build pride for those students who are from that culture if they don't learn about their history? And how do we build acceptance and commemoration around the contributions of Hispanics if other minorities and other uh, students of different cultures don't know anything about it. And so that's where the Department of Social Studies comes in. And, I, you know, I'm the closer. I close the gap so that our students really can see, you know, that it's more than just what our standards say and allow our teachers to be go, be, go beyond the standards. And so the first thing that we do is provide them with an instructional package to, one, build the background knowledge of our teachers so that they understand that Hispanic heritage goes beyond just those countries that we're typically learning about. Um, it goes beyond just those people who we've continuously learned about through over the years. And so we provide them with background information, um, a list of community events so that they can go out and get um, engaged and participate. We provide them with field trips, both virtual and face-to-face, -face, that they can take their students on to get them more engaged in learning about the Hispanic culture. And then we provide opportunities for CCPS to meet together um, and just to engage with one another because a lot of times we have the opportunity to mitigate stereotypes and falsities and mistruths and myths by just spending time together, breaking bread together. And that's the opportunity that we wanted to provide this year. And so on Friday, we had a... Um, partnership with Forest Park, that's why I have my Forest Park shirt today, um, where we just had a CCPS meetup in the city of Forest Park. We had um, vendors there, food trucks from different places, but we watched a movie called Coco um, that basically talks about the Hispanic culture in a way that students can understand, and it sparks a conversation with our parents that they can have with their students to go, to go beyond the movie. And so we were just so happy to see uh, members of the Hispanic community there and just member members of all types of communities there participating. The kids were playing with each other, and that is really how we begin to change the world, not to sound cliche, but when we give opportunities for our students to interact with each other, um, get an opportunity to really meet and see each other and see, oh, well, we're not that much different. You know, we're a lot alike in a lot of different ways. That is how we start to kind of make that change. And so when Dr. Beasley noted that while um, Dr. Nunez is like one of so few of leadership in the nation, but the Hispanic population makes up such a large percentage of the population, that's a gap. That's an area that 
is screaming to us, we need to see more representation from that community. And so we did another uh, series where we interviewed Dr. Nunez and um, Mr. Gutierrez, city councilman, about representation in education. Why is that so important? Why is it so important that we see people like Dr. Nunez and our students see her in this role because if they don't see it, they never dream it, they never think it. But just by seeing her, they can say, oh, well, that's an opportunity I can have. And so she did a beautiful interview with us, letting us know where she's from, how she got to this point, so that students can replicate and duplicate that and go even further. So for the Department of Social Studies, um, it's just all about celebrating other cultures so that our students can see, you know, it's more than just the standards that we are learning. It's more than just, you know, that one name that they continuously hear. It's just more about um, seeing how we're alike in a lot of ways and, and being happy about that and respecting the culture. Um, and so that's what we've tried to do this, this year. As, as you were talking, I was thinking, really, it seems to me the activities provide us an opportunity to build relationships, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. You know, you fear people that you don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, and when you build relationships, you know, I don't fear Dr. Nunez. Exactly. And when she looks at me, she sees more seats. She doesn't fear me because she knows me. Mm -hmm. She knows who I am. She knows my heart. I know her heart. I know I know her passion for education, for children, for her community, for her family, for her grandchildren, for her children, etc. Mm -hmm. And she knows the very same thing about me. Um, and, 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 and I think the activities that we're having uh, this month and beyond this mm -hmm. month are really to encourage us to build relationships. Yep. To build relationships. Yeah. That's how you get to know people. You build those relationships. Uh, Ms. Wallace, before I go back to Ms. Diaz, can you share some things that we'll be doing? I know uh, we're already uh, early October, mm -hmm. and we've been celebrating for about half a month now. Yes. Can you share with us some, some activities that we should expect to see within the next two weeks or so? Yes. So um, in addition to what we did on Friday, we also... Uh, did a CCPS meetup at the Hispanic Heritage Festival that they held in Clayton County on Saturday. They had live music and food and just so many different cultural opportunities for our students to engage in. So that was fantastic. And now we're in the middle of a competition season with our students. And so what we've asked our students to do is to find local members of the community um, who are a part of the Hispanic community to interview and talk about representation. That's been the theme, representation in every single area. Because if you look at history, um, just like the African-American community or the Asian community, the Hispanic community has been there through every single part of American history. It may not be in our standards, but they were there. And so we're asking our students to find those people. If they're from the past, do a fictional interview. If it's someone living today, do a real interview and find out what was their contribution, what area did they represent, and how can you follow in those footsteps. So we're turning it over to the students to do the work now. Now, you just said something I think is just phenomenal that the Hispanic representation has been through every aspect of mm -hmm. the history of this country. Yeah. Yeah. But there, it's not reflected in the standards. Nope. So it seems to me then we should be challenging those who write our standards, with, which includes us as educators, yes. right? Aren't we yes. engaged yes. in that process? Yes, we are. We should be challenging them that we want standards that reflect history as it was and mm -hmm. not as people wrote it exactly exactly it is important yeah. and that's why 
this month and, 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 and every day, mm -hmm. honestly, every day, it's important because I believe in truth. Mm -hmm. I believe that truth is what helps to lift nations and lift cultures and lift people. And if we're not truthful about the contributions that other, every group has made, then what message are we really sending? Exactly. We're not sending a message of truth. Mm -hmm. And you all know what I say about anything that's not truth. That's right. <laughs> it's not going to live very long. So, Ms. Diaz, you mentioned you're from New York. Your parents are Puerto Rican. Yes. I'm from New York. My parents are from South Carolina and New York, of course. So, as an African-American, I grew up clearly in New York around individuals who were Puerto Rican, et cetera. So, I had a very diverse uh, uh, childhood, if you will, uh, riding bikes together, playing together, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So you're here in Georgia, in, 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 in Clayton County, south of Atlanta, but it's, it's the South. Tell us, and you've been here for 20-something years, Ms. Diaz. Tell us, why have you decided to stay right here in the metro Atlanta area, work for Clayton County for over 20 years? Thank you for the question. Yes, I'm from New York, and um, when I was 11, my mom moved to Puerto Rico, and that's where I became more proficient in the language. Wow. I had to go through the process that many of our students, when they come from another country here. So even though you say, well, your mom speaks Spanish, yes, she did speak, she did speak Spanish. She just still speaks Spanish, but um, you know only the few words, but when it came to the writing, the speaking correctly, you know, the comprehension in Spanish, so we went to Puerto Rico, and that's where basically I began the process of being retained one year and then moving forward and learning the language. And then um, studied in college, um, had my kids there, and we moved to Germany for three years with my husband, and then we came here. What kept me in, in Clayton County, Georgia, first, I like the weather. <laughs> yeah. Second, was it was it was interesting because when we were um, my kids were attending um, one of the dependent schools from the army, and they, we were told we were PCSing. They say that's the term for the military. We were moving to Georgia. They said go to Lovejoy. Okay. Lovejoy in Georgia. That's a good county, Clayton County. Lovejoy, and that's what we did. We came to Fort McPherson. Okay. Stay there for a month, bought a house, and we make sure that Lovejoy and Point South and all those schools were the schools for my children. Wow. I can say that my both children graduated from Lovejoy High School. Wow. They went, one of them went to UGA, the other one to Georgia State. They are commissioned officers, one in the Air Force and one in the Army. Wow. Um, military? Family. Military, yes, sir. <laughs> um, one of them is second tour in Italy. The other one right now is working for the Pentagon. So I, I believe that the contributions that they are um, right now doing for the country, it's something that they were inspired by others. You know, God makes no mistake. He brings you to places to accomplish his will. And I believe that. So right now, like I said, I'm the only one here in Georgia with my mom. She lives with me, she's 80 years old. That's a blessing. Um, but I've been here in Clayton County because, like I said, I have a passion. Um, I, I see the mission and the vision. I see the goals. I mean, everything that is being 
it doesn't stay like it's just like a river. It keeps flowing, you know, looking for um, new ways to to just go, you know, the stream. And and that's a, a thrive that brings to my heart joy. So as long as I can stay here, I will continue serving my community. Hey, we'll have you, know. you as long as you want to stay. <laughs> I do it. I do it with great passion. And I always tell my kids, you know, don't forget your culture. Mm-hmm. Don't forget um, where we come from. You know, don't forget the sacrifices of our past generations. That is history that we need to embrace. And we need to be a good example for others to be inspired and achieve success. Because if you can do it, they can do it. That's right. So keep your open, you know, your heart open to touch children's hearts wherever you go to any soldier that is under your responsibility. Um, because my oldest son, he's 35. My youngest is 33. I'm already a grandmama, until <laughs> proud grandmama. But I always tell them, you know, humble yourself. Don't forget. Don't ever forget that. And and it's interesting because when they were about to graduate from Lovejoy High School, I said, well, you said you're Hispanic, but you need to dance salsa. That's right. So you need, because, I mean, you need to speak their bilingual, right. speak correctly, the language, read it, everything. They're fully bilingual. You need to also learn more about the cooking and about the dancing and about that. Because you just can't say, I am. You have to show by example. So they did. But Clayton County, I mean, it keeps growing. You know, um, the vision is something that is not just in writing in a piece of paper. Everything is put into action. And that's what I love about Clayton County. And I've been loyal to Clayton County. I've been blessed and continue to be blessed um, in Clayton County. And I believe that as we continue to navigate and help parents navigate, and like Dr. Beasley said, the standards, mm-hmm. we have a Cesar Chavez, which is a great contribution, but we also have, um, we have um, Sonia Sotomayor, mm-hmm. you know, the Associate mm-hmm. Justice, um, first, first female Hispanic. Right. U.S. Supreme and Court. That's mm-hmm. correct. We have also Dr. Miguel Cardona. Here we go, another Secretary one. Secretary of Education. We were, I was talking with one of the gentlemen earlier about um, Roberto Enrique Clemente Walker, mm-hmm. who was a famous, you know, baseball, baseball. player. Right. And not only that, he also participated in the U.S. Marine Corps. And, you know, he did a lot of humanitarian services. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about people that perhaps they're not available in writing, in the books, in the history. You have to keep learning more about the culture and learning about, more about the people who have contributed for us to be where we are right now. It's not a one man. It's just, it's like you do better for the next generation to do better. Right. But not just to stay there, but to keep expanding, to keep sharing with others that all things are possible, yeah. that all things are possible. Now, the one thing, I, I, and Dr. Nunez, I'm gonna pitch this over to you as I was listening to Ms. Diaz. Um, the Sometimes people assume that all Hispanics come from the same culture, if you will, mm-hmm. even though there is a Hispanic culture, but our parents come from all parts of the Western Hemisphere, if you will, mm-hmm. in North America, South America, Latin America. Can you share that with us so people can get a very good idea that when we say Hispanic, we're not just talking about parents who may come from Mexico mm-hmm. or yeah. Costa Rica or Puerto Rico. We're talking about all of these South American, Latin American countries, etc. Uh, and let's not assume that everyone comes from another country. 
many of them have been native born yes. right here in right the United here. States. Yep. So please talk to us about the diversity uh, that exists within the Hispanic culture right here in the, uh, in clearly in Clayton, Clayton County, but in our country. Well, Dr. Beasley, I can tell you, and, and you were talking about New York initially, and I'm going to start right there because I worked in New York City as a teacher um, before I moved to, to Atlanta. And when I moved to Atlanta, I used to tell my family, because my, my parents came and moved to New York in 1950, my grandparents. Um, and uh, my mother lived in New York when she was 17. Then she went back to the Dominican Republic, came back here. Uh, we are from the Dominican Republic originally. And, uh, but when I came to Atlanta, Dr. Beasley, I was fascinated by the diversity here. They talk about the capital of the world in New York City. And yes, there is a lot of diversity there, but Atlanta is amazing in diversity. And uh, you asked me about the diversity among the Hispanics, and I wouldn't be able to tell, I'm gonna ask our, Maybe somebody from social studies. I don't remember exactly the number of um, Spanish-speaking uh, Spanish countries in this part of the world, but we are talking about all the countries in in South America, with the exception of Brazil, and uh, then that's where people go into the difference between Latino and Hispanics. You know, uh, those those individuals who are Latino descent, Latin roots, include. Brazilian countries as well. It's, uh, you know, one part of uh, my understanding. But all those countries in South America, Central America, and the Caribbean, uh, Spain in the area of Europe. Uh, so every country has a common language, but a different culture. Oh, wow. So there are, and we have a lot of commonalities in the culture. Uh, definitely we do. When you mention salsa, people, you know, my, my feet move. My feet move, Dr. Beasley. You have not seen me dancing salsa. That's my passion. Oh, oh, I, I, oh I'm going to remember right. that. Oh, that's, my, that's a passion of mine. My, my, my husband had to learn. Anyway, so, uh, yes, I, we share a lot of um, cultural aspects, and we share the same language, but we also share beautiful and enriching differences. And uh, when you were talking about how much you enrich yourself by knowing other people, um, I always use the phrase, the difference that difference makes. And it's because we have to embrace those differences as something, as things that enrich and bless your life. I love um, to see the, the richness of the Hispanic um, culture in, in this area, in this state, uh, from so many different countries. And they bring a piece of themselves right. into the whole puzzle, into this salad bowl mm -hmm. that we have. Um, so um, it, it is very, it is fascinating, it's different. I can tell you a little bit about Dominican culture, and I'm going to start with dancing because, hey, hey. I had to do that. <laughs> <laughs> we do, our, our, our dance is merengue, okay. all right? That's the, the main, you know, and we dance merengue and salsa. And then we made bachata come into play. 
I'm getting so, an education. Right. So in dancing. <laughs> All right. So um, in the Dominican Republic, we, we have, uh, I mean, we are an island. Uh, we are, you know, we, we love the beach, just like Puerto Ricans do. When you are in an island and you are an islander, uh, slower pace. And uh, alegría de vivir. Uh, the, the, the joy of living, yeah. you know. Uh, See, and that's that is why a we are brothers and sisters. <laughs> <laughs> that is my heart right there. The joy of living, uh, Dr. Beasley, and um, and 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 we bring that uh, to to the table, and and we all bring it to the table. Um, it's it's just a matter of of knowing, uh, as Ms. Diaz was saying, that we are here for a reason and for a purpose. And God always has a purpose always. for us, always has a purpose for us. And we have to make sure that we fulfill that purpose with all the love because he's love. And uh, that we give all that love to all our brothers and sisters, Hispanic and non-Hispanic. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I was listening about the contributions, I'm thinking about those standards, all right? And in, in social studies, we teach history. And uh, the history is about the past, which we need to learn from the past. And usually you, you talk about those individuals that are from the past. Um, and Hispanic contributions happen every day mm-hmm. in the simple acts of life. And uh, our parents need to know that their contributions right. happen every day. Every day. And they are seen and celebrated in every single one of our schools. I've been in, in, in education for over 35 years, and I am a mom and a grandmama too. Abuela. <laughs> uh, they call me abuela or wea. And, uh, and something that we do every day, uh, and I've seen it, is that instilling those values in our children so when they come to school, they represent us, and they represent that culture and that love. and that. So we contribute every day. That's why we celebrate every day. When I was asked, um, Dr. Nunez, how do you celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month? I had to sit back and think about it because we celebrate it every day. Every day. Every single day. So it's not one month, we are happy and excited for this month that we get to highlight the contributions. Uh, But just, and in education, as an educator, um, our contributions are instilling that importance, you know, teaching that importance that education has in the future of our children and our nation. Um, So that's, I guess I gave you a mouth. Well, no, you did. You, you, you know, you, you really so, shared. Um, you know, when you what you're sharing, in my opinion, what I'm seeing as you share, Doctor Nunez, as Ms. Diaz shares, what I'm seeing is just a healthy love of oneself, of one's culture, of the contribution that one has made, is making, will make, and the community, loving one's community, and being very proud of that that contribution and regardless of what's in those standards and we need to fix those standards 
And know, I have we don't define ourselves by what's in those standards. Right. We define ourselves by who we are yes, and sir. by what we do. Absolutely. It's not what somebody put in a standard right. or not put in a standard that defines who we are. And that's what I'm hearing. I, I just wanted to say, did you know that we have the youngest ever elected congresswoman wow. right yes. now sitting mm -hmm. in our Congress? Wow, wow. Okay, that is the youngest woman elected in Congress. Um, and our children need to know that, yes. that for the young people, yes. they can make it wherever they want to make it young. Well, I, I hope that that as others hear this, that they will get engaged, that they will find a way, build relationships, go to the heritage, you know, the heritage event or uh, uh, the food truck event or the the movie or do something to. To, to extend yourself, to go beyond yourself. Build a relationship. Uh, find a way to engage with others, mm -hmm. to get to know others, yeah. to, to share with others, to show appreciation for others. Because in doing so, you show a healthy appreciation for who you are mm -hmm. and for uh, you know, you can't love others if you don't love yourself, right? Right. You can't appreciate others if you don't really appreciate yourself. So uh, find a way to just extend and to grow and to expand yourself on this month. Clearly, in our school system, we've got thousands of opportunities because we've got thousands of students, right? That's right. We've got employees and others who are here who are willing to share, willing to engage with you, willing to help expand your horizon, your knowledge base. And we've got many activities that will be occurring, uh, again, not just over the next month right. or half a month remaining, but throughout this entire school year, yes. this entire school year. And What's not in the standards is no excuse for us in Clayton County. <laughs> it's a lot of stuff we know exactly. about history that are not in the standards. Mm -hmm. No excuse. No excuse. We find a way, don't we? Yes, we, we sure do. do. We find a way. I want to just say thank you all. Thank you, Ms. Wallace, our social studies coordinator. Thank you, Ms. Diaz, who works in our international center under the wonderful Dr. Normil. Thank you, Dr. Nunez, who serves as our Deputy Superintendent for Student Support Services. Thank you all. Thank you to our community. I want you to find a way, whatever it is, whether you heard something today, listen, find a book, a movie, a restaurant, go to a church, uh, go to an event, a cultural event. Find a way to celebrate and appreciate. Because as you celebrate others and appreciate others, guess what you do? You celebrate yourself. You appreciate yourself. And I bet if we all had a DNA analysis, we're probably more connected than we realize. That's right. Listen, we don't all have the same tone cues for no reason, right? We're all connected more than we realize. So, hey, let's celebrate. Let's show appreciation. This month, it's Hispanic Heritage Month, and we are celebrating all the contributions that our Hispanic Latino brothers and sisters have have made, are making, and we'll will make, make to the <laughs> great country we live in and to the world that we're all benefiting from. Thank you again. 
for participating. You've been listening to Be Inspired with Beasley, a podcast for Clayton County Public Schools. It's just our small effort to keep our community inspired, keep our community informed, and to provide us an opportunity to learn more so we can ultimately support our students and continue to achieve higher levels of performance. Thank you for participating. I look forward to seeing you participate at our next podcast with Be Inspired with Beasley. Thank you all. Have a great day, a great Hispanic Heritage Month. Until the next time.